You're listening to Dr. Leslie Inspires, a show where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Dr. Leslie is joined by Mr. Wayne, who provides insight from a male perspective. To learn more about us, visit our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. So welcome, 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 everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I have a special guest in the house today, Ms. Sabrina McNeil. Uh, she is actually one of my parents uh, at the school, which uh, I haven't interviewed many of those, but she is actually one of the most transparent women <laughs> that I know. And she's the mother of five children. And uh, we have all five at the school. And so we've got the little bitty one that's coming uh, this year. So we are excited about that. So Miss Sabrina, we're going to go ahead and start in prayer. And then I'm going to uh, just open up the door and we're going to start the conversation. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for this opportunity to come before you one more time. We thank you, Lord, that this meeting is all of you and none of us. I pray that you would give our our guest speaker wisdom, knowledge, and understanding on what to say and how to say the things that you would have her to say. Uh, let her be the mouthpiece for you to help empower, enlighten, and inspire another woman, another mother, another sister who may be listening to the sound of her voice. And we just thank you, oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. So Ms. Sabrina, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show on today. How are you? All is well, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing good, doing good. Can't complain, won't do a bit of good. So I, I will not. Absolutely. I'm just grateful and thankful. So, you know, we had a conversation earlier today, which I thought was a very different conversation based off of conversations that I have with mothers. Miss Sabrina, many of the conversations that I have with mothers have to deal with the struggles that they have with their son. And Many of our mothers are dealing with with uh, sons that have mental health issues, or they have maybe they don't have a diagnosed mental health issue, but they have an issue that could be diagnosed, but it's undiagnosed, so it's going untreated. Or they may have a son who is undiagnosed, but he acts like he's got something going on, and as I speak to them, it becomes. Uh, a question of, is this mental health or is this because they feel entitled because they were spoiled or is this because they're just darn right spoiled? So as we were having our conversation earlier, you talked about a gentleman that you are seeing that has some diagnosed, and I'm going to assume that they're diagnosed. You can explain that when you have your conversation. But you have um, 
you are with a gentleman who has many challenges, but you are able to love him through it. So I just wanted to use that as a segue to allow you to just kind of speak on that uh, on on that about yourself and then about him. Who is he? Who are you? Why do you love him? What is it about him? And then tell us a little bit about uh, the diagnosis and what allows you to love him through it. Okay. You can go ahead. Well, um, I'm able to see past his diagnosis due to his love without regret, love with no boundaries, love without remorse. And he's very, very easy to love. He He's diagnosed with some, well, he has manic depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, explosive anger, along with some other things he's challenged with. Um, but he has a phenomenal heart. He loves myself. He loves my children. And he accepts, he accepts everything about, he accepts everything about all of us. Um, I don't really know. I could write a book. <laughs> I don't really know where to start. So I won't ravel on, but I am ready to answer your first question, Dr. Pledger. Well, how are you able to love him? What is it about him that allows you to love him with the manic depression, with the explosive anger, with the schizophrenia? What is it that allows you to see his heart? He puts, even though he has his challenges, he, he never puts himself first. He doesn't present himself as he's got these challenges. He doesn't live by them. You would never be able to tell, but he's, um, I don't really know how to answer that. Um, you answered everything just fine earlier. You were talking <laughs> up a storm. So I don't know what no, is getting got in your house. <laughs> okay. He's, he's, I don't know. He's, I guess I said so much already. And I don't know. I don't know where to kind of pick up at. But he's. Yeah, but I'm able you, to see. You're talking to people who haven't heard what I've heard. I know. And so you can just go ahead and just speak candidly because I know it's there. Okay. Well, he's. Of course, he's been judged. Um, he's he's a gangbanger. Um, he came straight out of the streets. Um, he's bounced from foster home to foster home. And the one thing, and he still he still fights for love. Like he still. He doesn't act as if he's been through any of that stuff. Although he carries carries him every day, he's he's still fighting to get that love and for that family that he's he didn't grow up with. Um, 
even so after he's even after your family. He's I'm loving, sorry. I'm sorry. He's loving uh, your family. He's able to love your family in that fight for the love that he's looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, there is definitely no boundaries there with, with him giving. I'm, I'm, I don't know how he gives so much love. The one thing he's never had, he say he's never had, he's never felt until he met us, um, myself and my five children. Um, I, I don't, I'm puzzled at how he's able to even <laughs> see past all of, all of he, all of he's been through, but he's just, he's a phenomenal person and he's, I can't, I can't say that enough. So earlier when we talked, you mentioned that to see him, if, if you were actually to see him on the street, a person would think what? You wouldn't know, you wouldn't know he's got these, you wouldn't know he's had the fight that he's had. You know, he, if, if he didn't see, if he, was standing next to somebody and saw somebody hurting somebody, he would jump right in and protect them without a shadow of a doubt. And he'll walk away and never ask you your name. You know, he doesn't, but he's classified as a thug, a gangster, classified as everything we've taught to stay away from. He's been classified as. But if you, if you, had a conversation with him or if he was ever around you wouldn't you wouldn't think he was classified as these things but he is um again he's labeled a gang member um and he was he was proud of it and he didn't have family so he joined looking for family looking for love and he finally found it with them he joined when he was about 13 and he's very loyal and active in the gang, he doesn't he doesn't do any violence, but he will protect who he needs to protect without remorse. Wow. So that doesn't make you uh, afraid or fearful at all? Absolutely not. I'd rather have um, if I could repeat what I said earlier and no offense to anyone who wears a suit every day and who's never came from the streets. But me. Um, I came from a wonderful, wonderful family, um, very close-knit family. And I'd rather have what the world classify as a gangster, thug, outcast any day before I take someone who's who has a suit because I'm going to know who I'm dealing with right away. I'm going to know what he is. I'm going to know who he is. And I know he's going to protect me and my children. And the love, the love that they give. I, I really can't explain. You'd have to be inside my skin to feel it. I really can't. Um, but I, I know I, would, I wouldn't do anything different in choosing my mate. Um, suits her, which means sheltered businessmen are taught to mask and manipulate 
um, a lot of times and I don't, I'd be trying to figure out who am I, who am I with? Who am I marrying? Who did I marry forever versus me marrying someone who's fighting to get it all, fighting just to get something, not even all, just fighting to get something, even if it's the feeling of love, mm. the the closure of, of having family, finally, I would take that over, over anything. Yeah. Because when you get with someone, you don't look, you don't look for, well, I don't look, I'm, I'm not sure what you all are looking for, but when I meet someone, you know, um, mind you, he's coming into a ready-made family. So my children already have their father, whether they're active or inactive, um, whatever the case may be in your situation. Um, I, I look for someone for me, you know, first. And I allow my children to decide if the love is right, because children are very, very honest brutal brutally honest sometimes but honest mm -hmm. and they will let you know what's safe and what's not but the spiritual connection that I had with my mate is it it it, it was definitely God sent you know he knocked on my door for whatever reason he knocked on my door I never met him never conversated with him and the energy the vibe, the spirit, the the feeling that's supposed to be there before you even have words with someone was already there. You know, this mm. this they call love and or being in love was already there, mm -hmm. you know, without me having to fit any pieces of the puzzle together. And when he met the children, everything fitted just perfect. There were there were no there was no figuring out what to do next or comparing one man's love to another it was already there and it was designated and designed for me mm. and we have the most perfect perfect family wow does he have and any children of his own he doesn't have any kids of his own so he just accepts and receives your children as his own absolutely and speaks at least once or twice a week about wanting to adopt all of them under his last name but sad to say that may not happen <laughs> right. um, if if i had it to do all over again they would they will have his last name without question wow so in terms of the love that you talked about the man in the suit with the manipulation and this man uh, or a man who has been raised in or by the streets, how do you actually decipher between the two? How do you know what love is? How do you know when you're receiving love? Because if a person thinks of a gangbanger, you're thinking, does this man know how to love? I mean, he's ready to do some things uh, or maybe even the unthinkable. Does he even know what love is? How are you able to determine that? Good question. Great, great question. Um, for someone who's never had the love that they expected, is 
it's, it's, I, 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 can, I can only say again, it was a spiritual connection for me. You know, it was definitely God sent. It's, it's not, no other way to describe that. Um, I am not easy to love. I could tell you that right now. Mm. And I just, I, I, am, I don't accept very easily. Um, and the, the distinguishing between the two, thugs, gangsters, um, outcasts, all they have is their, their word, dignity, reputation, and this thing they live by, loyalty, whatever that look like, looks like for you, the loyalty part. Um, you can put that in whatever perspective you want, um, depending on what you're looking for. But for me, his loyalty was where it needed to be versus a suit. Um, and not to discredit anybody that wears a suit every day and shelter. Again, I say. No, we get it. Um, yeah, we, we perfectly understand. And that's a very um, good point. They have been taught. They studied loyalty. Mm. You know, versus the thug was, he had to earn it. Everything was earned. Nothing, nothing is given in the streets. Nothing. You know, the respect. You know, suits, to me, um, this is my opinion. Um, suits, to me, are, again, masks. Mask manipulators. Um, they are taught all of these things. They study, you know, the deception of people, if I said that right. Mm-hmm. And they only go after what fits them. Mm. You know, nothing, nothing else in between. Everything has to fit for them. There is no equality. You know, mm-hmm. so again, I choose definitely choose my thug over a suit due to the loyalty, the respect, the honor of family. You know, because that's all they have with each other. Wow. So the loyalty that they've had to earn uh, and demonstrate in a gang, that's the same loyalty and uh, honesty that they display in their families because that's ultimately what they want. That is what why they have joined the gang. Absolutely. So that's what you and your family are receiving. Yes. Wow. So then you earlier you said that you are very, it's very difficult for you to receive. And I hear that from a lot of my mothers. Wow. What what is that? And and how do you describe it? And why do you think that is? It, it my situation comes from my background, the way I've watched my mother, my grandmother, my great aunts, my aunts, my my older cousins be head of the house with a husband in the house or a boyfriend. Mm. none of the women follow the men. The men has to submit to the woman. 
Wow. And that is that is the era I come from. Mm. You know, um, like I say, I come from a good family, but I don't want to be that person. I don't want to embarrass my husband in front of the family. I don't want to be in the grocery store and my husband following me. I want to, I want my husband or boyfriend to lead. Yes. You know, honorably lead, you know, Mm. Mm. I don't want um, the women in my family and my grandma's almost 80 years old and she still (laughs) has her husband on the string like a puppet. Wow. And he bows to her. And I do not want, I, I am, I am bullheaded. If you all know what that means. He, um, got the black woman attitude mm-hmm. that I desperately try not to teach my, try to teach my children not to have. Um, but how can the pot call the kettle, kettle black, right? Um, I am, and I say I'm hard to love because I don't understand submissiveness or how to submit. I don't understand um, what that looked like. I don't understand what openly outside of my children, Mm. I don't understand what it is to openly love someone with a relaxed heart. Mm -hmm. Even though I said all these things about this man, I, I have not, I can say it out loud. But anything is easier said than done. Let's mm. not forget that. Um, I have not fully submitted to him. And he teaches me daily that if I'm going to be in this house, I am going to be the man of this house. And there is going to be, I'm not going to have it no other way. Ooh, and I, I get combative sometimes mm-hmm. because he walked into a home that was up and running and I discredit him as a man a lot. Um, I'll be the first to admit with my bullheadedness, you know, I always have to drive. I have to make all the decisions. I have to say what we're eating. I never let him choose. It's hard for me to just, he's begging me, babe, just put the work down, put the paper down, come sit and watch a movie with me. Just sit in my arms for a minute. Okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. Mm. But when I get ready, not when he asked. Wow. Which means he wants me to stop right now and just put it down and walk over here and just relax. And I, I still cannot do that yet. Mm-hmm. Two, over two years and I still cannot because I don't want to. In my head, I'm, I'm a very prideful woman. And I keep telling, you know, I, I, I got to break the, the, the cycle of it's just me. It's just, just, it's not just me anymore. Yes. If that makes sense, you know, um, and I, I want to incorporate him in everything, but it's been me for so long. I've done everything, you know, um, I try to go ahead and pay all the bills before he can help with something. Mm-hmm. Just in the back of my head, I could say I didn't need him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't say that out loud to him often, but I do say it, especially when I'm angry and I let him know. I, I, and, I'm, and this is wrong. I let him know that you are here because I want you here, not because I need you. And that is dis- discredited, 
discrediting him. Mm-hmm. That's and he does not deserve that. That is what he's gotten from everybody else on the outside looking in at him. Um, coming from his background, um, shouldn't say certain things, but because I don't want to be deemed weak, a weak woman. I don't, who wants to be a weak black woman, okay? Mm. When we are known for our strength. But he tells me all the time, I don't, I don't want to marry Tupac, little sister. <laughs> I, I got with you because I know you're a woman and you're a grown woman and I, and I want that in my life. I need that in my life. It took me 35 years to find a grown woman and I finally found her but I don't want to be in competition with her mm. and Tupac, little sister. So I am still working on being submissive and also treating him like he, like the man that he is. Mm-hmm. Like a king. You know? And, and he doesn't, and he doesn't have a whole lot. He doesn't, he doesn't, he, he when he knocked on that door, he didn't even so much as have a job. Mm. You know, um, and, and that's okay. That's okay. I wasn't looking for someone to take care of me. I've always, I was already taking care of me. I wanted to be loved and held and, and looked at like I meant something special. So that's okay if he don't have it all. Or, or if he had it all, he lost it all. To give. That's right. Um, I was. And um even though he still don't have much to bring to the table, but what he has to bring to the table, I trade my fortune for it. Wow. Amen. And to see the smile he put on all five of my children's faces that belong to another man. Mm. Energy, the love, the respect, the honor that he gives my five children. And I am a very, very, very selfish parent. Mm-hmm. And I'm that way with their fathers. But I don't have to be that way with him. I equally share them with him for the first time in me being a parent. So that was a big step for me. I didn't admit that to you earlier, but that was a big step for me. Um, and they love him back. You know, they, they honor him as well. So, you know, um, earlier you talked about, you know, the submissiveness to him. Uh, a lot of what you said, many women, black, white, Hispanic uh, that I work with, they have the same struggle. Uh, mm-hmm. They have the exact same struggle and they have it. Uh, at the many stages along the way of their marriage. So whether it's one years, 10 years, 40 years, that same struggle comes well, in. That barrier is still there because, because men have lost their way as well as women. Mm-hmm. People, adults have lost their way in so many ways. And the women has had to take on such a hard role. Come on now. And being both the parents to where 
you need to keep and continue to tell yourself that when he decides, I know I got to be here for these children. I know I want to be here. I want a mother mine. I, w- I know I'm, I'm going to be the woman in this house when he decides to walk away. And I still need to have that in the back of my head, but that's just it. It needs to be in the back of our heads. We have got to get back to where we were and allow these men to be men. But first, our men has got to find their masculinity again because they've lost it. And Miss Sabrina, they have been beaten down and, and broken. Yes. That is why we have Dr. Leslie Inspires. That is why this program started from seeing it at the school level, from small children, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and up, and watching the transition that these young men make. But not only the young men seeing the interaction that the mothers have with the sons and watching the sons uh, transform over the years. I see this and I see mothers coming to the school, protecting their sons. I'm watching the sons not uh, being unable to speak up or being unable to, you know, do the things that a young man should be able to do at their age to include the ones who are completely disrespectful to their mothers and the ones, uh, the mothers who, who give their son permission to disrespect them and then make excuses for that disrespect. So part of the reason Dr. Leslie Inspires exists is for the exact reason that you just mentioned. We've got to give men back their position. But to me, the one place that we can start with is the mothers because so many families are being raised and led by single mothers. So, okay, mom, if you can't do it with your husband, let's start with your son because you've got influence and control over him. So you, you just said it in a nutshell, where do we start? So I'm choosing to start with the mothers, you know, as we are raising uh, our sons, there's, there's, there's gotta be a way. And then even with you, as you are with the man that you are with, perhaps if there's something that can be said on the podcast or part of the coaching program or somewhere um, in one of our programs, if something can be said that will change the way that you interact with your man to help him to become a better man, to push him to be the man that God has called him to be, no matter what condition he's in right now, because a lot of our men are messed up and we don't want to follow them. We can't follow them. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So what you said right. was right on the money. So then that takes me to this question. With everything that you just described about him, how do you follow him? You said he came to you with nothing. He came to you with, with what? How do you follow that? He's got a, he's, how do we, uh, only way I can answer that is <laughs> he lets me know I am not going to have it another way. <laughs> he lets me know that I'm going to be in my role. You're going to be in your place as a woman. Mm-hmm. 
and with him standing up to me, mm. whether it allows him to stay in this home or it get him put back on the other side of that door, he stands up to me. And, and I'm going to tell you, ladies and men that are listening, everybody cannot handle a everyday Brina. Mm. Jesus. Not an everyday me. No. So with him standing up to me, as bold as he do with a straight face, I can definitely get behind that. Mm. Because that is... Nobody's been able to do that, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> and I say that with pride. Mm-hmm. I say that with pride because I'm proud of him standing up to me. Because I have controlled every aspect of my life and I vowed no man. I wasn't going to be what these girls, I wasn't going to be what Jody did to Yvette. Mm. I wasn't going to be that person. I'm not going to sit in the car and cry. I'm going to make you cry. And that's what I lived by. And I was proud of it when I seen a man cry. As sad as that is, mm. I felt like I won. Wow. When I really lost because I weakened mm. and discredited and I, 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 I helped condoned and what black men have been going through for decades and centuries. I helped, I continued to break him down as if he hasn't been kicked enough. Let me ask this. So, did you learn that lesson from this guy? When did you learn that about yourself? I've been knew it. I just, I enjoyed being controlling. Mm-hmm. And I didn't love them the way I love this guy either. The love is different. Mm. When you, when you, when you want something more than you need it, you would naturally get in line. There won't be anything to say. Wow. Somebody on the outside looking in will be reminding you of your behavior. Like, dang, girl. He changed you. Absolutely. <laughs> you think? But you've, <laughs> you al- know? you've also changed him, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, he's hard. He was hardcore in the streets every day. But now, work straight home. Can't wait to wake up and go to work and walk through the door again. You know, so I'm definitely proud of proud of his their little steps, but they are they are they are big at heart for him. They're big to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of it for him. And I'm proud that we found each other. And if I could take it back a notch and, and intervene on what you said about um single mothers and sons. Um I wanted to say something, but there wasn't a break for me to chime oh, in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, no. I, I didn't want to be rude. No, no, no. Um, I still get to say it. That's okay. Singles, I am so guilty of this. When when my children, the first day my children came, we had a meeting with you. And Paris was over-talking Trey, and I was trying to control her in the meeting, um, trying to remind 
telling you that I, I I don't want her speaking over her brother. You know, for one, he's older than you too. He's a man. He's a male. You know, you can't. But Paris has all of my ways. Uh, and, and she's going to have to get her own lesson in that because I've done all the talking I could do. But I said that to say, we not only teach our sons and raise them to honor us, we don't, we don't, we no longer raise our sons to be a husband and and an upcoming father one day. We raise our sons to honor us as single mothers, as how we would want a man to honor us. Um, we, we, We raise them to be a father to their smaller siblings and they lose their way of being a kid first and getting the lesson the proper way in the order that it should be gotten. Um, like again, I am definitely guilty because when my children first came to you, Dr. Leslie, um, there was definitely a battle in that school when one of those brothers cried. Kids were coming from every angle of the classrooms. Mm. I got to go check on. I got to go see. Talking over the teacher. Hey, let me go check on. I need to go. See, I got to go see. My mom is going to be upset if I don't check on him. And that is. And I carry that with me every time my children go somewhere um, on a camping trip or anywhere. And even with, with trade with, with the school. Um, and I, and I need to say this, even, even when Trey was at the, the college, the, the dual enrollment, he did not succeed because he did not do it for himself. Mm. He, he did it because Dr. Leslie and myself asked him to do it. You know, because he, he respects and honors you as well um, for whatever reason he do. You know, I never questioned it, but he did not do it for himself. And because he did not do it for himself, he ended up failing mm. because he wasn't up under his leadership. And when, when the pandemic hit, when Dr. Leslie wasn't pushing behind him or when there was nobody to check on him mm-hmm. constantly and guide him on what to do. He failed without a shadow of a doubt quick. Yeah. Back to back, not once, but twice because it wasn't for him, you know, and we we're, we're, we're breaking our sons down worse than we're breaking our men down because we're setting them back so many years and we're so caught up on being mom. We are forgetting about who we are raising, mm. what we could possibly be, possibly be raising. You know, we don't allow our sons to think for themselves. They are constantly controlled by a woman. So what do you think they're going to get when they become a man? Mm-hmm a woman to control them because they cannot function outside of what they've been taught for the last 18 years. I do not want that for my son. Mm. My sons, I have three sons and I do not want that. Wow. That was powerful. And you and know, I have what? a son who does not speak up. I have... You talking about Trey? I said, I have a son who does not stand up for himself at all. Trey does not stand up for himself at all. 
And I, I, I take so blame for that because I've never allowed him to, because the minute I felt that he never came home and told me anything, not once have this child ever complained, mumbled or grumbled about anything that has came his way that wasn't pleasant. But I could, I have such a strong bond with my children. I could feel when his day is out and here go me instead of allowing him to handle things the way he's handling them. Mm-hmm. I pride and I pride and I pride over the years and I drilled him. You are going to tell me what happened and I'm not going to ask you again. What happened? Well, such, 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 such. You know, and he'd tell me and I'd go get right inside of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now you, you're the parent that um, I would try to make sure if something happened, I know about it <laughs> before the kids left because I knew <laughs> you were going to turn back around. Absolutely. And, and that is the absolute truth. Um, but, but there's also, um, you know, as the children, when they were younger compared to as they grew, when they're younger, um, I think there was some manipulation in that because they knew. And it's the same manipulation that I talked to parents, uh, that I talked to mothers about today, about their grown sons. There is such a high level of manipulation when sons know or when children know that they have a mother who, if they say, this happened, that happened, guess what? As a child, you running back to the school. When they get older, you run into the courtroom. It's the same exact need of, I got to help my child to do this. I have to show them that I'm there for them. But yes, you were that parent. Uh, and, and hopefully we have a, a great year this year. <laughs> we will. I'm better. But I'm a little bit opposite of the kids manipulate the situation because they didn't get in that car and tell me much of anything. I pry. I pry. I, I, um, I drug it out of them every day. Mm-hmm. So what was that need? What was that need that you had to to get it out of them every day? Because people are horrible sometimes. People are horrible. They say children children are more cruel than adults. I definitely beg to differ in a lot of ways nowadays. Children used to be more cruel. Children would turn around and take care of each other if it get that bad. In a lot of cases. At, at Solid Foundation anyway, there, there wasn't any bullying going on at that school. Not once have I ever heard that my kids been there since 2017. Um, and not once have I heard a story about somebody got bullied at Solid Foundation Christian Academy. And I'm, I, I, I pride that when I talk about that school, you know, um, but it was me teaching them. It's nobody outside of us. It's just us. When everybody walk away, we're going to still have each other. You know, and it was just a, a, just a protection thing. And, and them trying to force them to speak up for themselves, but they were speaking up to the wrong person. 
And, you know, after you had a long talk with me and when you told me about Leslie Inspires and, you know, you finally had that conversation with me about it. And um, I carry that with me every situation, like my sons, my 10 and my 11 and 16 year old Keithis and uh, Travail has been working all summer. Um, and some things go on that I don't like, but because I carry the lesson of Leslie inspires with me, I don't intervene. I do not intervene. I, I talk to my sons and I beg him to stand up for himself. I cannot say nothing. I hear you son, but I cannot say nothing. You are going to have to get behind this situation. You got to get in front of it. If you can get in front of it, I'll be behind you, you know? Mm. But the fact that he says, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. makes me furious. And I want to turn into that mama bear that I know I am. Mm. And I don't mind shutting down any situation or burning any bridge when it comes to my children. And I vow that I would not be crossing it back, even if it didn't burn. Mm, Jesus. That's if you, if I feel like you bringing any, pr- proposing any threat or harm to my right. children, because yeah. of all the things I've been through, they've never been against me. They've never doubted me. When nobody else believed in me, my kids believed in me because they knew I could do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just, holding on to that in my head alone. When, even when, when we, we, we became, we moved up here in 2017 and by that December, um, we became homeless. And when Trey got in trouble at school that day, I came out and nobody knew what was going on, but I kind of, I was talking to him and I was like, look, you don't need me. I need you more than you need me. You know, like, and I was going on and on at him and, you know, everybody became emotional and everything like, you know, and I, and I, I know they're better than what they are. And I just, not, not to discredit us as, as mothers, um, that we're doing something so bad, but we're doing it. We're trying so hard to perfect our sons Mm. to we're imperfecting them, Mm. weakening them. Say that again. And breaking them down and not, we can't teach them masculinity. Jesus. We cannot teach them that. They have to have a, a male figure of some form, a mentor or a favorite uncle, a big brother. We cannot, ladies, we cannot teach them masculinity. Mm-hmm. I am at my wit's end with it. I don't know about you all. Wow. Lord have mercy, honey. We, you know, we're going to have to do part two, three, and four. (laughs) Cause we have (laughs) the surface of what we're talking about. We can break it out in so many different ways. And like I said, I just thank you because you are, you are saying what so many other women want to say. And you are also saying what so many other women need and want to hear. Some of us are so wounded and hurt, uh, we don't know where to start. You know what I mean? So when you just said we can't raise uh, 
that son, you know, and and so many of them are frustrated because they're trying to perfect him. They're trying to perfect him, which means if Mm -hmm. you don't do it my way, or if you don't do it this way, it's wrong. And so many young men, they shut down. And so we're wondering what's going on with them when they get older, because they shut down somewhere along the way, or maybe they just shut down with you. They, a lot of men shut down with their mothers and they begin to get angry at her. They cannot necessarily articulate that I'm angry at you until later in life, but I know what it is. And that's why I have found it to be very important to use this platform to start speaking and working with mothers to help open their eyes when they're ready. Because Miss Sabrina, all mothers are not ready to hear this. They're not ready to take uh, accountability for the role that they have played. And I've heard you take a lot of accountability today. Absolutely. So I think we're going to use this part as a close because I think if we start uh, start up again, we're going to go another hour, which we could. But um, <laughs> I'm going to call you tomorrow to see if we can uh, schedule another one so uh, so that I can get it on pre-recorded okay. and get another one on the books because we can go so many different directions. And I just love uh, your transparency and your take uh, on these matters. So. So before we close out, is there anything uh, that you wanted to add to the conversation before we close? Absolutely not. Thank you. You dropped the mic right there. Uh, she dropped, the, dropped mic. the mic right there. <laughs> she dropped the <laughs> mic. Oh, my goodness. I love it. So, um, <laughs> For those of you that are listening, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Dr. Leslie Inspires, and make sure if you liked this podcast, if you liked the things that were said, if something resonated with you, please send me an email and make sure you give us a five-star review. And uh, you can listen to us on Spotify or some of the other platforms. So at this point, I'm going to close out in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much, oh God, for Miss Sabrina and her words of wisdom that were shared on today. Father God, I just ask a special blessing uh, on her and her family, oh God, for just being obedient to your word on tonight. So Father God, we just thank you in advance for what you're going to do. And I just ask that you send supernatural favor to her household. And we just thank you, oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Thank you, Ms. Sabrina. We'll see you next time. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Good night. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesslieinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.